ask this. Go ahead and mute you guys. And I believe we are live on Facebook. So let me just double check and we will get this party started. All right. Give us just a minute, everybody, for those who are tuning in live here on Zoom. If you are watching this on the Holistic Fashionista fan page, I'm just double checking to make sure that you guys can see us. Um, the replay of this festival will remain on the Facebook fan page forever. It will also be available for you inside the Empress Festival Facebook group. So if you have not joined that yet, now might be a good time to go ahead and join us. Okay, so make oh there we are okay so let me just go ahead and do a warm welcome to everybody i have i see some people have joined us here on um on zoom and i am just beyond excited to talk about this exclusive empress festival which is actually turning into a master class we had some technical issues on on my behalf that i caused so we're going to do things a little bit differently today but you know what the divine obviously wanted us to go this way, and sometimes you just gotta roll with the punches, as annoying as it seems. So um, for those of you guys who have never tuned into the Empress Festival, I wanna take a moment to introduce myself, what it is, what you're in for. You're probably gonna wanna grab a notebook, maybe some tea, maybe your crystals and candles, whatever is just kinda gonna set you in the mood. Um, if you are catching the replay, pause this video and just go get yourself centered because we're in for a real treat today. So I started the Empress Festival in 2000, 2016 and we've been doing it for a couple years now we started doing it once a year and then it moved to twice a year and now we do it every single month and the purpose for the Empress Festival is to bring awareness to spiritual techniques the tips and tricks that um, most of us are looking for when we start to go through the awakening process so the awakening process, the way that I define it, is when you start to step out of a third dimensional reality and into a fifth dimensional way of life where the divine is present in everything that you do, from the way that you um, do your work, from the way that you have sex, from the way that you get dressed in the morning is always part of this, this higher power, this third eye, this intuitive nature. So my name is Angel Quintana. I am the founder of Holistic Fashionista. Uh, we are a magazine, mystery school, and temple. The Empress Festival is our expression of our community members, our soul family, as I like to call them, um, who are here to help raise the frequency of the planet. So we have specifically put together the Empress Festival to help you to raise your vibration and what better way to do that than to become a master at manifesting so we're going to be talking today how to use the power of manifestation with crystals through the mind body spirit connection I'm also going to talk about how to uh, how to properly place your order with the universe. So this is turning into a quite a divinely led masterclass. So we're going to be going for two hours. Um, so like I said, go ahead and take your time to turn off your phone. I'm going to go to do, do that now. Um, get yourself centered. You might want to close the door. If you got any little kiddos, I got my little pup at my foot right down by my, my feet. And just let's make this all about you because the guests that I have today, we've got Kathleen and Sarah, I'm gonna have them introduce themselves in just a moment. They are part of the Holistic Fashionista Soul Family and they are writing articles for Holistic Fashionista Magazine. So my intention here is to not only leave you with amazing tools that you can implement 
starting today, but to also take a look at what Kathleen and Sarah are up to. Check out their websites, follow them on Instagram. They are also present inside the Empress Festival Facebook group. I will be having both of them leave their contact information on um, how to get in touch with them, if you resonate with them, if you want to learn more about their magical powers, and how they can be of service to you through this divine awakening process. Okay, without further ado, I want to go ahead and go around to both of my beautiful souls here and have them introduce myself. I want to welcome you, Kathleen, to the Empress Festival. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Kathleen or Kat, and I'm a crystal healer and I channel crystalline energy. Um, I use crystals today. Where we're going to be talking about manifestation and how to access the power and the millions of years of information and energy to actualize your goals and to help you be a better person. So, Oh my goodness. First of all, look at that setup that we got going on there. Like, that's absolutely beautiful. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, remind us what your website address is and how people okay. can find you. So on Instagram, I'm Crystal Rising Co. I'm Crystal Rising. Um, and my website's crystalrising.com. Uh, I do a lot of information on Instagram. So if you need daily inspo, um, check me out there. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, great. And thanks for being here, Kathleen. I can't wait to dive deeper into all of your magical crystal ways. <laughs> okay, and then Sarah, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Um, so tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what problem you solve in the world. Yeah, so I'm an intuitive guide and soul embodiment coach. And I work with people on aligning mind, body, and spirit to really embody their higher self and just to connect with more like living with pleasure, ease, and flow. And I'm really focused on working out with clients on the ascension path. Oh, well, then uh, I think we're, you're in the right place. And I think our people are pretty ex ex excited to hear from you. So um, remind us where they can find you on Instagram or your website or what's the best ways to connect with you. Sure. Um, my website is my name, sarahbrainerd.com. That's Sarah with no H, um, Brainerd. And, I'll, and my Instagram handle is at sarahbrainerd also. So I, I'll post in the comments. Okay, perfect. Okay, so I, I'm just going to go ahead and um, mute you guys for a second because you had a buzzword there that I really want to touch on because I think it's going to be important for the overall of what we're actually talking about today in this class. And that is the word ascension. Um, I know many of the people who might be watching this, um, this festival, they're like, what, is these, what are these ladies talking about? So I just want to kind of go around to both you ladies and give your definition of what ascension is. Because, you know, some of us are defining us as like these woo-woo, like weird spiritual path, and they don't understand what's going on, but they feel the shift, you know? And um, looks like my internet's a little unstable there. Um, and, and they're on this path, and they're, they're seeking questions to their answers, but they don't understand that there's ascension. There's something that's physically going on in your body. There's something emotionally happening. Like, and they don't understand what it's all, how it all is playing a role in getting us to where we want to go. So I'm going to start with Kathleen. Um, what is your definition of ascension? Okay. So if you feel like you don't always belong in this world, if you see the injustice around you and you don't understand 
how this has come to pass, how we've created this world that we live in, then you're probably on the start of your ascension or your journey. And that is the alignment to your higher self. Mm. We are here in the millions of years and all of universe and time and space. We are here in this time with each, each of us have our different gifts and those gifts that are hidden within us that we have to like unprogram ourselves to find um, is part of our ascension journey. So we were, we chose to come here in this time and space right now to help raise each other up, to help lift the veil of all the crap that we've been told our whole lives um, to wake up. And if you are looking around and there's poison in your food and there's fluoride in your water and you're like, why are there shootings happening? Then you are on your ascension. You are on your journey. You are on your path to find yourself. Um, we all have different ways of aligning to our higher self to find that. I found it through crystals. Um, you know, there's everybody has their different gifts and that's the beautiful thing. We all are given gifts to come here to this world to wake us up and to help us on our journey and our ascension. And as we rise, we lift everyone around us higher with us. So. Oh, there are so many golden nuggets in that. Like, I just have to like take a moment to discuss what she just talked about because there was just so much in like, I don't know how you condensed it in that in like a few sentences, but what I really heard um, in the way that I've been able to translate this concept of ascension is that we have been moving out of what is called the age of Pisces and into the age of Aquarius. So for those of you who are not, you know, following the Zodiac, um, there is so much ancient wisdom that happens in the Zodiac. And in 2012, when everybody thought the world was coming to an end, well, something was coming to an, to an end, just not quite how everyone thought it was happening. And it was that we were actually shifting out of a 2100 year um, circulation and into a, a different era. So we started in age of Pisces, which was really about the illusion. You know, Pisces is, you know, if you think about the, the moon card in the tarot, like it's about the illusions of what we think what is. It's about playing follow the leader. It's about seeking answers outside of ourselves. But as we've started to move into the age of Aquarius, Aquarius is really about individuality and originality and social communities and humanitarianism and giving back. And it's really about you becoming the master teacher and us all becoming master teachers and learning from us. So I am like such a huge fan of YouTube for that reason, because you get to see all of these different perspectives, whether you decide to, you know, in, whether it resonates with you or not, it's expanding the consciousness. So one of the things that you were saying, um, Kathleen, you know, in not so many words is that we're all energy. So as we rise, as we look inside, we, uh, we automatically affect the bigger whole, right? We're all in this, uh, this bubble, if you were, will, or what I like to call a soul school, which is planet earth. And it's helping us to see these different perspectives. So I was just clarifying. There were so many golden nuggets there. The other thing you said about unprogramming yourself, you know, we are in a third dimensional reality and we are programmed from the television shows that we watch, the fluoride in our water, which by the way, you know, just to clarify, this is, it calcifies your third eye. So if you don't, if you're not trusting your gut, 
it's a good chance that the foods you're eating or the water that you're drinking or the, the music that you're listening to or the conversations that you're engaging in is blocking that intuition. So I feel like this is a great segue um, into your definition, um, Sarah, because I know that you are all about, you know, connecting the mind, body, and spirit in order to become, you know, that master manifester. And so what is your uh, definition of ascension? Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. I love like everything you said. It's like, yes, it's so resonant. And um, I really feel like, yeah, it's like an evolution of consciousness. We're going mm. this, opening up to this awareness. And um, so I work as a psychic medium and I really enjoy like connecting with people and seeing like what is inside of them that they're ready to express. And, you know, for years, like since I was a kid, I've had been seeing things clairvoyantly and you know I never like quite fit in and I was kind of repressing for so long trying to like fit in the material world and you know go to college have a job be successful and it just was not feeling quite right and so since I opened up to this work it's like this whole like just expansion of awareness and realizing that for everyone like we are so much more powerful than we think we are and we have so much more access um, to so much more that we can even imagine. And just really, and what Kathleen said was so beautiful. It's not just about going to find yourself out there, but about deprogramming all this old stuff that's been keeping us small and our kind of limitations we don't even see around us and to really go inward and release a lot of that. And oh, I'm getting chills. I know. I feel like this is such a powerful topic. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. So, you know, the programming is just, it's, in, and going back to, again, what Kathleen said, is that, um, you know, we came here to unprogram ourselves, to lift the veil. And it's, if you're listening to this, you're already starting to question things. And that's the first step. You know, why is there mass shootings? Why is there fluoride in our water? Why is there GMO foods? Like, it's like, why, why, why? It's like that annoying little kid who's just like, why, mom? Why, why, why? You know, and the more that you're questioning things, the more that you're starting to um, seek your own answers, you know, and the more research that you do, you know, that Plutonian energy, you know, that Scorpio energy that just wants to get to the bottom of something. But imagine that you are the abyss, you know, it's like inside of you is where all of these things are going to surface. And as you start to question things, what you're really doing is you're planting a seed. And that seed, when you start to water, you ask the questions and then you read and then you research and then you talk and then you come to festivals like this and you start to, and it starts to get watered. And then you start to feel like some transformation. And then you start to realize, you know, what was the other thing that you were saying is that you start to not fit in. You start to feel like you're just different. And so what happens after you get to that point of realizing that the choices that you've made so far are now like shifting you into a different consciousness. And so it's only natural that everything's going to start to break down. Because like, like, I, like she was saying, like you start to lift the veil. So I've always find that from just people I talk to is like one of the big things is they start to not relate to their friends and family. And they start to like not love their job and like be like, why am I doing this? I'm wasting my time. So we're going to cover all kinds of things. We're going to be here for the next 
hour 45 talking about the power of manifestation. You know, now that we are starting to water the seed, you're starting to question things, you know, what are these other modalities? You know, how do we access our own intuition? You know, Sarah is a psychic medium. She, you know, is able to connect to these other realms. Do you understand that we are in a 3D reality, but we have, we can access other um, levels of consciousness. You know, we can do that through meditation. We can do that through our dream state. We can do that by connecting with crystals. We can do that by connecting with deceased loved ones. We can do that if we take enough time to water that seed. So let's go ahead and get really into this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Sarah. Um, let me just spotlight you here for a second. So what is the first step? You know, I feel like everybody's writing down their goals, or at least to some degree, they know that they should be. You know, they should be journaling, or they should be writing down their dreams. Um, but there's, you know, we're all in this different, you know, areas of our life, and you know, maybe we want more money, or maybe we still haven't found the love of our life, or we're still trying to heal our bodies. You know, what's the first step? You know, now that the person who's listening to this information, they're starting to water their own seed. What's the next step? Yeah, uh, I love that. Um, it's, I think really the very first step is just to kind of get quiet with yourself and go inward. Because so often, you know, we're kind of in this masculine world, taking action, you know, goal steps, like very, you know, boom, boom, boom. But to really take that time and um, just go inward with meditation, with dream work, with working with crystals. There's so many modalities you can use, but just to really tune in and kind of start to connect with yourself and be open to receive. And because oftentimes, you know, we're searching and seeking and chasing something and we're not even sure what we want or, you know, if this is really good for us. And so just really kind of opening up that feminine side to kind of be quiet and receive mm -hmm. and listen for what is um, coming to us. I love it. So I'm just going to try to break down what you guys are saying into like, so that we can all kind of clarify. So the feminine, when she's saying the feminine side, you know, like getting quiet. So people are like, we're, we're very programmed, right. To, to chase our dreams. We need to do more. We need to hustle. We need to take action. And it, that's very, um, that's what we've been spoon fed our whole life. Right. What was Sarah saying? We got to get, get a get good grades, get to go to a good college and do all, do, 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 do. And it has been um, pressed upon us that, you know, to, to sit and be quiet. Like, what, how is that helping us to get what it is that we want? So what happens is people, you know, we, they get to a state where they're like, I can't, I can't meditate. Like, I can't stop, you know? And I see it all the time with people that are just like going from one appointment to the next. You know, they're going from like picking up their kids at the school to dropping them off to going to this bar class to making dinner and they never stop. And it's like, what would happen if you did stop? you would actually start to hear the feminine. You would hear the little voice that we all have, right? That's just like, you know, you're not happy. Or, you know, this relationship hasn't been fulfilling you for years. You know that you should say something, but you never do. And it's like, this, this longer that we are quiet, the more um, questions come up, the more that we honor our soul, like our, that voice inside of us. So I'm just going to go back to you, Sarah, in case you wanted to, um, you know, elaborate on this because I feel like the feminine, right? The masculine is the action, right? Do, do, do. 
And then the feminine is about the, you know, sitting with it. So maybe walk us through like, you know, for someone who's thinking like, I can't meditate, like these ladies, like it's not for me. What would you say to them? Yeah, I would say that um, I think meditation is for everyone. It's just finding there's so many different ways to meditate and access this. And um, recently I've been teaching about like lucid dreaming as a way to access, no matter how busy you are, you know, we always, we all have sleep <laughs> and we all have dreams, whether we remember or not. And even just meditating as you're falling asleep and setting the intention to dream and asking for some insight or healing and just kind of starting to tune in, like, you know, just one little thing at a time. It doesn't have to be a big, like, you know, another routine that you have to check that box every day. Right. Yeah, allowing that. I love that. Well, I know one of the things for me, and I know I can relate to some of the people that are listening that I didn't, I don't even like to call it meditation because it makes me think that I have to sit there cross-legged with my hands on my knees. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm like, it's not for me, you know? So there's other ways that you can connect and meditate, you know, you know, like she said, like right before, you know, going to bed, just being quiet, you know, maybe turning off the TV instead of like having the TV on as you're falling to sleep, um, going for a walk to clear your mind. You know, there's other ways to get into that meditative state, which has been more of a resonance for me, um, being someone who is, was so programmed to do, do, do for so long. Um, I think that's real, the, the real nugget here is just find what works for you, you know, some people do it in traffic, you know, it's just about clearing the mind, you know, it's like to start somewhere. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, I'm going to skip all over to Kathleen here. Um, so on your journey, okay, so I want to start with, with a personal story, if you don't mind, of, 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 you know, before you got into all crystals, like, what was... Um, what was the what led you to this path? Like, was there like trauma? Was there something else that got you um, excited to dig deeper inside of you? Because I feel like we all started somewhere. Yeah. So um, I'm from New Mexico, and um, I was always different from my family and everyone, and they all knew it too. They were like, "What are you?" Doing? I just felt like I didn't um, belong even in my skin. And sometimes I still don't like I belong in my skin or on this planet at the time. Um, so I went through my journey. I was very closed off. I was very connected to a lot of places in New Mexico. I still am really connected, even though I live in California. Um, the earth just resonated with me. Obsidian. Um, which we go collect in New Mexico really resonates with me. I could feel it. Um, there's this place in New Mexico called Taos and there's a Taos hum. Um, it's around where I'm from. And um, there's just a, a vibration of the earth there. And I, I felt there was something more. And then I have three little ones. When I had my kids, I really started waking up to see like how, how much poison and just, the way that they, the way they wanted me to birth my twins, um, that didn't resonate with me. My son was a water birth and then my twins, they wanted just like all this stuff that I wasn't comfortable with. Um, and all three of my kids are empathic, psychic. They all three have different, um, gifts. And they told me that they spied on me before. Um, 
they came here. They knew each other before they came here. Um, they just know things. So my journey is about supporting them and them being a reflection and a mirror for me to change. So it was always within me, but it took having my babies to like make the total shift and just completely become awakened. Um, and then crystals came to me because my family comes from a line of healers. Um, my sister's a Kudendera and my um, grandmas were all Kudenderas. Um, I always connected with crystalline energy. Um, and my whole life, I would always see eyes when I was meditating um, or just falling asleep or dreaming. I would see eyes since I was little. And um, doing work with my shaman, I found that those eyes were my guides. And um, so I was activated with crystalline energy all those years later. So it was like a journey from when I was a little kid, all of these experiences building up to who I needed to be now for my kids and for humanity and for myself. Okay, so I think now we're starting to getting into the, 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 the nuts and bolts of this, all of this, that... The, the takeaway that I just heard was really your purpose is more than just you. You know, it's, it is about being of service, whether it's to your family, whether it's, you know, you're a coach or whatever it is, but you're doing it for a purpose. You're helping to raise, that's very age of Aquarius energy where we're bringing together social communities of, and giving back to each other. So it's interesting, you know, uh, Kathleen, she's had this journey of already growing up in a, you know, in a long ancestry line of healers, you know, not all of us are fortunate enough to have grown up you know, in that frequency. So a lot of us are still just like, what, what do healers do? I, and I, it's funny because I have people ask me like, what did, because I, I remember when I went to my first healer, it was about three years ago, my girlfriend, and he only did things by referral. Okay. So he, what, he didn't advertise. He didn't do anything. And the only way you could get an appointment with him is to get a referral. So then I asked my friend who was referring him to me and I was like, well, what does he do? Like, what's the modality? She goes, I don't know how to explain it you should just go. And that was one of the most enlightening experiences of my life to go and, and work with the healer. And I will say that I had profound transformation immediately. Uh, I won't go into the whole story of it. So I kind of want to, you know, not shift gears, but I want to talk about healing because I don't think that we can be masters at manifesting without healing those parts of ourselves, you know, whether it's through crystals, um, whether it's through meditation. I know people that have had miraculous healing just from meditation, not even changing their diet, just from meditation. So there's all different kinds of modalities. So let's go ahead and talk about you know, the journey of the healer. And I'm going to uh, call on you, Sarah, here. Um, what has been your experience as far as like, have you worked with the healer? Um, what kind of information can you share with us today about this? You know, because healing is, is kind of this, not played out word, but it is a word that is definitely being used, um, you know, online and in on blogs all the time now. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, it's funny because, yeah, it is so vague when you're kind of new to all of this. It's like, what is that even? And, um, but those experiences are so life-changing. Um, I had the, like, I first went through Reiki healing and that I ended up becoming mm -hmm. a master myself because it was so powerful. And that's just really working with energy and seeing where we have blockages within the body and um, the etheric body. And, 
there's so many things that we're not even noticing that it's almost like we're so used to it. It's like the only way that we know how to be as a person. And so we often kind of take for granted the way that we feel every day and without realizing that, you know, there's something there or from our past that we're carrying or some kind of tightness that we're holding on to and helping to release these. And this can have physical and spiritual, mental manifestations. So yeah, I'm a huge advocate. Interesting. So it's in, now that we're talking about this, it's reminding me, you know, once you go, start to ask those deeper questions, you start, if one of the, I'm just going to clarify something because she, when she's saying etheric body blockages, I think one of the things that she's clarifying here is chakras, you know, clearing those, those points in our body, our seven chakras and even higher, you know, um, in Chinese medicine there, I believe they're, you know, different, um, source of, you know, placements on your body. But at the end of the day, there's energy, there's trapped energy. And, you know, one symptom, and I remember I had it and I had it really bad, was I had a blocked throat chakra. Like I literally could not communicate my feelings. I had been suppressing my feelings for so long from 3D programming, you know, that that somehow was not acceptable, you know, or I didn't grow up in a family who did it or whatever the excuse was. Um, but I, it, it literally just couldn't go come out. And so, you know, doing like a Reiki, I'm so glad that Reiki has become this modality that's, that's becoming so widespread. I don't know. There's so many Reiki healers now. Um, and Reiki has been, you know, it's just a great way that you don't even touch the person. You can even do it distance. You know, if you know a Reiki healer, which sounds like you are one, uh, Sarah, but you know, that helps you to unblock the energy, right? So if you're not seeing, and I'm going to kind of start tying this back into manifestation, if you're not seeing the results in your life, you know, and the main person who's not seeing the result is you, there's probably most likely probably one or more of those chakras are blocked, you know, and it's the same thing with health issues. It's the same thing, you know, with trying to manifest love or money or whatever that ends up being. It's like the first place to look is your energy and that energy of where it's trapped. So um, I'm going to click on over to um, Kathleen. What are some, um, what are some crystals that we can use to unblock our chakras or to clear these etheric, you know, body blockages that we have, you know, in our body, in our energy, in our frequency? So that is a beautiful thing. So I do a lot. I, I check to see where people are blocked. Um, so I, in my sessions, I use Reiki as well. Um, but if you don't know Reiki or don't have access to a lot of crystals, one crystal that you could really just use right away is selenite. Selenite is a really great crystal. It has a very high vibration. And I actually use this all the time to clear myself and my kids. So you can just, I just want to speak about one thing before I get into this. Um, one way that I do manifestation and one way you can kind of feel where you're blocked is I align with, um, I align with who I want to be. And I imagine that I am that person. I feel as if she's feeling, I feel abundant. I feel like I've written a book. I like whatever I'm wanting to manifest. I try to feel like she will feel. Um, and in doing that, I was able to find that I had blocks on success, that I have blocked my own self on being successful because I had previously been in architecture, which is ma really male-driven. And um, I had actually blocked my own success from happening. 
So I aligned, I, doing that, I aligned and I found out um, through using crystals that I was blocking my own success from myself. And I think we self-sabotage ourselves all the time. Um, so slowing down, getting a piece of selenite, they're really inexpensive. You can find them almost anywhere. Um, just starting really high up and just breathing down and seeing where it does, where it stops flowing easily. Sometimes it'll stop on your crown. A lot of women are blocked in their throat. Almost all my clients, they're blocked in their throat and their sacral, almost all of them. Um, and then you can kind of just see where it stops. Where does it stop flowing easily? Does it stop on your heart? My actually just from the already. So then you know you have a little bit of work to do there. And then you can go within, and, you, and not in a meditative way, because that is really hard for some people. So just like ask yourself, what do you need? And just breathe into your heart, breathe into your throat, breathe into your sacral, wherever your selenite stops, you can use it with the quartz also. And that's a, an easy way that anyone can do it. There's a vibration in crystals. They all have a different vibrational frequency. So if you can spend some time first to feel the vibration of the crystal that you're working with, study it, look at the light, look at the information within it, and then feel how it feels on your hand. You have to be still to feel this. Align with this energy. And then when you're using it on you, you can see when your energy is, is picking up on that. So the way crystals work is they're a constant harmonious vibration. They each have a different frequency and they're constant. They're the most constant thing in our universe. So we're all over the place, like through a day we're high, low, high, low, high, low. So if we put a crystal on our throat and um, what, what it's doing is it's a constant, constant vibration. So it's raising at a cellular level all of our cells to match the vibration of this crystal. All of my healings, the crystals on the throat will end up being hot. And at the end of my healings, I put the hot crystals in their hand. I'm like, okay, let's talk about what, what's blocked here. So when crystals are hot on you, you know that energy is flowing, energy is moving. Um, that's what I love about crystals. You can't lie to them. You can't fake it. You know, you can feel their energy and you can feel the flow and the change. So those are two things you could do easily, um, without having to meditate or, or, you know, or do much. Just see where I love, I love it. Well, you said a really powerful question that I hope our listeners, uh, just wrote down, you know, is what do I need? You know, um, and, and it's not even asking others for, you know, telling them what you need. Uh, first, it's just starting out with understanding what it is that you need, which, you know, most people that have, you know, studied law of attraction or have heard of, you know, manifesting, you know, it's always about, you know, what is it that you want? Like, you must first know what it is that you want, you know, the wants, the needs, and the desires um, before you could actually go about manifesting it or becoming a vibrational match to that desire. So what do I need? And again, you know, going back to Sarah, like, I'm, I'm actually what we're doing, it's kind of funny. I am writing, I'm taking notes, but um, one of the things I'm doing, or at least helping to our listeners to do, is we're creating a signature system. We're creating a collective between these th us three women um, on how to use manifestation 
question um, to have anything that you want. And we're using crystals, you know, we're using mind body, you know, con connection, we're using personal story. So I'm actually taking notes so that by the end, we already have three steps, by the way, in our signature system. I'm taking, you can tell I have a lot of Virgo in my chart. Like I am like going to get to the root of like what, how to do all this. So just so you guys, I'm going to recap here for a second. So the first step that I have, which came from Sarah was to be quiet and go inward. So this could be through meditation. This could be paying attention to your dreams. She did mention about lucid dreaming, which we will talk a little bit more about that because I'm curious about that. The numbers, number two was, um, it was to seek healing and to be of service. Um, that, you know, so if you haven't you found somebody, sometimes we can't just get to the places inside of us without somebody else being a, a mirror. So finding a healer. And then number three I have, which was with crystals, um, is selenite and quartz and asking the questions, what do I need? So I feel like this is where we're kind of setting the foundation of like this watering this plant um, and becoming um, more in tune with, you know, what it is that we want, um, what's blocking us from having it, and then what comes after that. So I want to go ahead and click on you, um, Sarah. So with this foundation that we're creating, we're really trying to, we're trying to get our listeners to a place where they understand the process of how it works. You know, we can spew out all these different ways and these different things that they can do, but really there's, you know, we're seeing like, okay, we have to go inward. Oh, oh, we got to heal. It can't just, you know, there needs to be a higher desire. You know, Kathleen mentioned her kids were one of her, you know, main purposes and then crystals. So what happens after that? Once we're starting to water the seed, we're doing some healing, we're connecting, we're realizing, wow, I do need this. Oh, I just went out for a second. Oh, what happens next? What happens next? Oh, there's so many fun things you can do with this. Um, I think that like a next step would be to start kind of exploring in a playful way with what you're feeling called to and kind of again with the whole being quiet and kind of going inward to listen to get these kind of intuitive hits or insights from your higher self or your guidance and um seeing like what's calling you in like a playful way almost like experimenting rather than trying to drive mm. towards it really fast but just allowing that to kind of get into that flow state and I try to live in that as much as I can throughout the day of following my intuition, you know, coming back home to myself again and again, and just getting into my body so that I can really be in tune with what I'm called to and, you know, to start to kind of like lay that foundation of like what feels right for me and um, thinking about feeling good and not just the should, not just being in, living in your head, but getting into your heart and your solar plexus and your sacral chakras and you know, really, um, yeah, just aligning with that energy. Okay, so now I'm going to mix the two because Kathleen, you did say something here um, in step number three. Okay, so you said that you ask yourself, who do I want to be? And then I feel as if I've already done that or I already have that. And then you're saying, Sarah, that it's really about um, being playful um, getting into the flow, you know, coming home to myself and feeling good. So it's kind of like if I 
am gonna act as if I already have it. So I'm just gonna use money because it just seems like everybody just could use a little bit more money or whatever. Um, so if we wanna have more money, and I have to act as if I already have money. And people are like, well, how do I do that? Like, that's just ridiculous, you know? Um, what you're saying, Sarah, what I'm hearing is that we're gonna be playful with this. You know, we're gonna do things that make us feel better. So one of the things that I would do is if, um, okay, so it's kind of like this placing your order with the universe. Like, okay, so you write it down. I want $10,000 or whatever that thing is. And now I have to um, release it you know, to the universe, we have to know that it's going to come to fruition to us. But what happens is, is we fixate on it, right? So which actually cancels your order. And I'll talk more about this as we go further into the system. But we cancel the order once we worry that it's not coming, right? So it keeps canceling the order. So imagine if you're like placing an order online, you know, on Amazon or whatever, and then, you know, you place the order, you order a couple books and, you know, whatever, some toiletries and things like that. And then you keep questioning, is it going to show up? is it coming? Like, when is it coming? You know, it's like, you just, you just, when you place an order with Amazon, you just know it's going to show up on your front door, like in two to three days, you know? So we cancel it out when we don't believe that it's coming. So exploring in a playful way, one of the things I would do is, okay, so let's say you want more money. And then let's say you also, you know, are manifesting like you want a new housekeeper. Okay. Like totally random, but like there's two separate wants there. You're going to set the money one. And you're like, okay, that's what I want. I'm going to act as if. So I'm going to go start trying to find a, a, you know, set the intention that I also want a housekeeper because that's one of the things that's going to make me feel like I'm like more wealthy, like I'm already like doing this thing. So you leave the money thing alone and you get more playful with the, another thing that you desire. So it's kind of like you're, you're stopping the, the, you're stopping the negativity that or the disbelief that you could have the $10,000 and you're focusing over here and you're going to do it for fun. So I thought it would be fun just randomly coming up with this exercise that if our listeners today, they could um, do a little experiment where you can set your intention of how much money you want to manifest. And then on the playful end, you're going to go over here and be like, I'm going to manifest a cup of coffee or I'm going to manifest, you know, this, um, you know, this housekeeper or whatever. And I'm not going to really do anything. I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm going to make dinner tonight. I'm just going to go enjoy my life. And just see what happens, what transpires. You know, you'd be shocked to learn that somebody might call you and be like, hey, you know, my new um, housekeeper is looking for more clients, you know. But it's just like a little experiment. So almost like you're playing with the divine where you're just like, let me just like start, set my big intention, but then set a smaller one so that you stop focusing on that and play with the divine in this way. I, I think that would be a fun little experiment. We could actually use the comments below this video to be like, okay, I set my intention and then come back to the comments and check in with Kathleen, Sarah, and I and see what transpires because that to me is playing with the universe. You know, it's playing, it's, it's making you feel good because now it's like, it's like a little, it's a little game, you know, instead of it being so like dark and sad and I need the money, I got bills to pay, this is a realistic angel, you know, whatever. It's like, just do the experiment. I cannot tell you what will happen because the universe has a, a very strange way of giving us exactly what we want 
if we can, you know, stop obsessing about, uh, stop, stop obsessing about not getting it, you know? Okay, so that little spiel. Okay, so I love that. So any other um, examples you want to give, um, Sarah, about exploring in a playful way? Like just some examples. Like what other things could people go and spend their energy doing besides worrying about the manifestation? Yeah, absolutely. I think anything, just kind of like get into your body and kind of get that energy flowing. Um, like crystal work, certainly so powerful. Um, just being in nature, you know, I live in New York City, but I go for walks or walk along the waterfront like every day. That's such a priority. Um, also playing music is huge for energy, mm. like really music that feels good or kind of sensual, dancing. Like I have, I used to be so awkward and now I have dance breaks like every single day. And Love it. Stop taking myself seriously and, you know, and just, yeah, have that playful attitude and atmosphere and I even sometimes when I'm working in the city, I wear my bikini top under my clothes, just like as though I might go to the beach, but I'm definitely not. But sometimes <laughs> that like vacation. So that's my. Thing. I love it. Okay, so crystals, nature, walking, music. I love dance breaks, um, sensuality, baths. You know anything that's literally like nurturing yourself. You know it's like. I, I know, so especially women, I know we get a lot of women listeners, but like, you know, we're so focused on making sure everybody else is taken care of, but like, what are you doing to take care of yourself so that you feel good? You know, like yesterday I was kind of, after the Empress Festival, like that didn't work out yesterday. I was like, dude, like I wasn't happy about that. And I was like, I got to get out of this frequency. I got it, you know, whatever. So I went to the movies, you know. Um, and there's even a guy, I don't remember off the top of my head if it was Bob Proctor or one of the guys from The Secret. He was like, anytime I feel like, you know, my business isn't working or the money isn't showing up, I'll go on vacation. And people are like, what do you mean? Like, you're going on vacation, but you're like, your business isn't doing that good. He's like, because I got to get out of that frequency. I got I to gotta do what Kathleen said. I got to act as if. You know, I got to do, what would she do? You know, you, you can't become the person you want to be without imagining how she would act. You can't, what's the, what's the saying? You can't, um, I think it's Einstein. You know, you can't, you know, solve a problem with the mind that created, with the same mind that created it. So you're going to have to, like, you're going to have to, you have to, like, almost, like, make up this imaginary person of who you're going to be and be like, well, what would she do? You know, if she needed 10 grand, like she's not going to do what I do because I don't have the 10 grand, but she does. So what would she do? So I want to click back over to Kathleen here because um, I feel like we're starting to get in the nuts and bolts. You, you can see now, like look how many steps it's taking us to get to just getting the wish fulfillment. You know, we're doing like so much just us work. So Kathleen, um, I, I'm so curious to obviously to learn more about the crystals, but just in general... You know, what is your protocol? Like, what is, like, when you really want something, what do you do? So, this is wonderful because I'm talking about this on Insta right now. Um, so, I stop thinking about how much I want something. I just, I set the intention. I do grids. You can see I have a couple here. I have grids all over my house for different things. Um, I set the intention and then I start stop thinking about it. And every time I think about it, then I go like do a little bit of work on it. So when I said like, think as if you're her. So I created this woman a year ago, me, 
Um, and then I just wrote down how she feels, what she wears, how much money is in her account, how others look at her, how she, what, what time she gets out of bed. Like I wrote down this like long list of who I am now. Um, and every time I thought about my manifestation, which is crystal rising, um, I would just go do one of those things. And some of them were joyful and fun because part of, like we are here to express joy. We came to this body and this experience to live our lives joyfully to express that so others can come and join us in our joy. So um, I love that you said that. I, I, um, I align with that deeply. And a lot of things I do, I add fun things in the way. On our way home, we stop at our favorite parks or, you know, we just do something to break it up to add joy into the little parts of our day. So I set a manifestation, let's just say for Crystal Rising, a year and a half ago, I started Crystal Rising. Um, I made a grid for Crystal Rising. I wrote down who that person is, and then I just let it happen. And I worked every day towards it. I think what's happening a lot lately is like, I got a piece of citrine and I put it in my wallet and I don't have a million dollars yet. So it didn't work, you know, manifestation doesn't work or it doesn't work for me, but you have to set the intention and then you have to put momentum behind what you're doing. So what I love to do is write who I am. Don't write the, I need to do a website. I need to do, this. I need to do this. Vibrate with the feeling. Don't worry about the to-dos. The to-dos, they'll happen. If you're already feeling like her, you will become her. Beautiful. I love it. So really, all, all these like friggin' to-do lists, like are they really helping us? You know, are they really helping us to manifest what we want? Like I know because from firsthand, I, I've, I, I, I'm a, a writing, I don't have like my calendar online. I always write down all the things that I need to do. But when I was uh, a few years ago, my list was so long, you know, and it, it's weird because, you know, I, I realized that, you know, I'm a triple earth sign. So it's like getting things done used to make me feel fulfilled. But then I realized that it's a short lived high. You know, like getting that thing clicked, checked off of like, okay, I worked on my website. Oh, I did a blog post. Okay, I posted on Instagram. Like, I, you know, I did all these things. And it's like, at the end of the day, I would go to bed and be like, oh, I just completed so much stuff. Like, it's, it's my, my ego felt happy. But my soul was just, you know, she was being ignored, you know? So I feel like what you're saying, Kathleen, is instead of the long to-do list, you still have to put momentum, right? You did a little bit every day, you know, to, to, to be able to build Crystal Rising, but really the to-do list is like, who is she? What does she wear? Like that though, and then go in and do those things that she would do rather than clicking off the, to, the long list of like, but this is what my business coach told me to do. And I'm going to need to do this in this, this order. You know, there's really about, you know, but does that, does that, uh, you know, exercise or does that to do raise my vibration? And if it doesn't, you're going to end up how I was three years ago where you might even start to make money, right? You might. And guess what? you still won't be fulfilled. You'll still be chasing. Remember we were saying earlier, the do, 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 do. 
And the second you stop do, 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 there's a vacancy. So all those to-do lists, are they really fulfill, are they really satiating you? Because the I feel like money is kind of like a low hanging fruit to people. Um, but really what happens when you get the money? Are you fulfilled? Even with, even if you could manifest the $10,000, you know, on a logical, practical, like masculine way, that's what I wanted. But then, you know, you've heard the saying, money doesn't buy you happiness, whatever. It's like, there's gotta be, um, you know, what, you know, another thing was step number two, you gotta be of service. You know, this woman that Kathleen wanted to become in order to build this business was she wanted to be of service. You know, if she only set the intention that I just want to make money, you know, then she wouldn't have the same kind of business. She might still work with crystals and that, but energetically, she wouldn't have been becoming the person that she wanted to be. She would have just been somebody who uses crystals, you know, to, you know, for manifestation, but there would still be a vibration. And, and I, I'm going to specify this because I know there's a lot of people listening to this who want to start their own business. Business, you're going to attract the wrong client. You're going to attract the wrong client. You've got all the crystal knowledge. You've got the website. You've got all the things checked off the to-do list, but because your energy is still focused on how much money or checking things off your to-do list and not about the vibration of the person that is going to be running that type of business, you're going to get a client who's probably annoying, who doesn't value you, all they want also is just to get more money or to, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to have the same vibration. So, you know, we, you know, I have this whole concept about kismet client. Like you, your kismet client is you three years ago. So if you want a better client or you want more clients, then it's really about you doing the work so that you can attract the person that's just like, it's kismet. You know what I mean? It's like, so anyway, I know I'm like, you know, for the people who are entrepreneurs, I know we do get some many people who already have their own businesses, but this is important. You know, I feel like step number five, which was from Kathleen is stop thinking about it. You know, figure out who this person is that would have the things that you want and then do those things every day to some degree to help you raise your vibration. And that's going to be the key that opens the door. That's going to be the momentum, not the hustle, the momentum that inspires the action. It's not just about the action, but about inspired action. So I hope I did some justice to what you were just saying, Kathleen. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Because I feel like we're kind of, we're, we've set a really nice foundation here um, that seems like a lot of work, but actually, like Sarah said, it's actually a lot of fun. You know, yeah. this is fun. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. When you further align with who you're becoming, things flow to you. Like people flow to me. I, a year and a half ago, I wanted more connection with women. And now I lead, like I just get an idea to do like a Lionsgate portal ceremony and like 15 gorgeous, beautiful souls show up like the day before I announce it to just to just be there in community. So like when you are aligned, things flow to you and everything you need will show up. You don't have to work so hard. You just have to allow. And I think it's, especially as women, I feel like we block allowing, we block deserving, we block accepting, like 
there it's I'm already over there. I just have to walk to her. Why is it so hard to walk to who I already am, what I already have? So we just have to allow. Um, so I like one thing that I'm doing right now is working with Citrine this whole week. I'm working with Citrine um, and I'm, sh I'm just showing how to align with this light energy, with this abundance energy that is Citrine um, and how to just set an intention just by like getting a piece of citrine, really learning it, understanding it, looking at the inclusions, looking at the millions of years of information, and then setting an intention saying, okay, your job is to give me the creative flow, the money, make it interesting, universe, make it interesting, citrine, like how am I going to get this? And I'm just going to focus on filling as if, doing my little to-dos that I need to put momentum behind it. But I am setting this intention to manifest that. And that's how you use crystals to help you. Um, set an intention, let it work. It's like you're giving the crystal purpose. Yeah. She's not just an ornament. You know what I mean? She has a purpose. She's serving her purpose in yeah. this divine matrix. So crystals, like I said before, they already have that vibrational frequency of abundance of universal flow so we're just aligning with that and setting our intention into it when we connect with the crystal and really learn it and memorize it and hold it we're allowing that energy flow from your higher self from consciousness from all that is to flow through that crystal to us so then when you um set an intention it's like you have this flow, this continual flow of energy, of light, of abundance in this intention. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's time for us all to invest in one of these like $400 like beautiful crystals because they have a purpose. <laughs> so you don't need a big one. Um, no? Okay. No. So I have, I think honestly what people think is you need a giant one. This is a piece of citrine. So all you need is a small piece of citrine, hold it in your hand, put it in the light. It's activated by light. So just put it in the sun and then keep it with you. Keep it in your wallet um, and meditate with it. And if you can't meditate when you're writing the list of who you want to become, who she is, put this on the paper, you know, keep it with you. You don't need a giant piece. I actually work with a lot of small stones. You don't need giant crystals. I love giant crystals, but you don't need them. <laughs> okay, good. So in the wallet, put it on the, the paper. And okay. just keep it with you every time you need reminding who you are and why you're here. Why out of all of the time and space are you here? What is your purpose? And your purpose will be through joy. Your joy is a gift to the world. Love and it. And it is a great way to access that. That was beautifully said. Okay, so, okay, we have now gone through five steps. And um, I want to I wanna just switch gears for a second because, you know, we, we're talking a lot about, um, we're talking a lot about, like, you know, vibration and frequency and energy. And, you know, we all have heard, you know, Nikola Tesla, like, if you want to understand the mysteries of the universe, you're going to think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Um, Sarah has talked about music. 
Music has been a huge catalyst for my own healing transformation from a chronic skin disorder, um, listening to Salvaggio frequencies, which might be a buzzword for some people, but, you know, really getting down to sound, you know, I know a lot of you guys are, you know, familiar with sound healing and sound healing bowls. Um, so there's all different ways to kind of access frequency. You know, we're talking about crystals, we're talking about um, the foods that you eat, how you're nourishing your body either, you know, raises your vibration or it lowers it, you know. So let's talk about food. Let's talk about, um, you know, activating the third eye. Um, and let's start with you, Sarah, because I feel like, you know, not that we're trying to tell everybody what, what to eat, but there are, you know, similar to crystals, like eating foods that are yellow, for example, they heal the solar plexus because the solar plexus is yellow, like eating green food. That's activating the heart chakra because the heart chakra is green. So let's just start with like fundamentals because like we're going to have people go through these, you know, this whole signature system that we're creating today. Um, and they're going to do these things and they might still feel sluggish. So, you know, obviously what we nourish our body with obviously mind, body, and spirit, you know, starts also with the food that we put in our body. So what is your two cents about nourishing the body in this way? Yeah, Sarah. absolutely. That's so important. And it's funny because, um, I started out as a uh, wellness coach and that was what kind of sparked my whole awakening with really stepping into this because I finally kind of got my body in a happy place. And then my mind and spirit just like, blew up and like it was amazing so um i really think about like the vibration of foods not so much just you know calories or this you know weight loss or anything like that but like how does this make me feel and like how am i going to feel after i eat this sometimes you know we get cravings and i'm all for you know my inner child some days like she wants ice cream once in a while and i fully embrace that but, um, but really like thinking like, how is this going to feel? And like, what are you feeling called to eat right now? Instead of thinking in terms of, I think most women and a lot of men are just programmed in terms of guilt. Like, oh, this is bad. This is good. But really, mm. um, yeah, a lot of like natural, you know, organic food. Um, like you said, eliminating fluoride. And like, this was like the whole groundwork kind of that sparked my whole awakening was really consuming a lot of fresh local produce and just like nourishing my body thinking of it not as like oh I have to be good but that like when you're sick you start to take good care of yourself finally and think like oh what does my body need but like listening to it all the time and really starting to again get quiet to be able to tune in and hear that that and not drown it out with our you know programming oh okay you said some real I wasn't expecting it but now we got to talk about it because guilt Okay, if you're feeling guilty because you just ate a, you know, whatever, a bag of Cheetos or a bag of chips or whatever, it's the, like, um, I don't remember who said it. Um, our thoughts are more toxic than the foods that we eat. I don't know who said it. I'm not quoting it exactly right. But what we think about is more toxic than the ding dong or whatever, you know? And she talked to, now she's brought up guilt, okay? So we're not even telling you like, just go eat plants or whatever. We're saying that if you're gonna go get the, the ice cream or you're gonna watch a movie and eat the popcorn, don't feel guilty afterwards, you know? It's the guilt, the vibration of how like, how you feel, that's the part that now has take, 
take your vibration down a notch, which again is preventing that manifestation. Because remember, as Kathleen said, the person who is going to have that manifestation, does she feel guilty about what she does? You know, or is she so aligned in purpose and enjoying her life? And what did you say? Exploring life in a playful way, um, adding joy. You know, sometimes like I'm, I love chips. Like chips is like my favorite junk food ever. And like, I pretty much eat chips like every day, you know, and I don't feel guilty about it, you know? So I feel like that was such a nugget there that I wasn't expecting you to say. And I just felt like everybody needed to hear that. I don't know if you want to say anything else, Sarah, but it, it was really profound. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned, like, I love that so much to realize that we don't have to be like strict and I feel like people think that you have to be like a raw vegan and like super duper, you know, strict and healthy, but really like some of the most, you know, intuitive, gifted, connected people I know, you know, they're still like eating Cheetos and it's not just about, you know, being strict, but it's about really like pleasure and enjoying what you're doing and just, you know, tuning in. Yeah. And following what feels good in the moment. So how does that, okay, so I know you are very connected to the divine, right? You have this gift of being able to access other realms, right? So you communicate with spirit guides, angels, I'm assuming deceased loved ones. Am I on the right path here? Yeah. So I, from what I know about, you know, the fifth dimension and in the higher realms, it's like you really have to be um, in vibration to be able to tune into those kinds of frequencies. So, you know, a lot of times we, they're gifts, obviously. Are you, can anybody raise their vibration enough to be able to also do those things? Oh, absolutely. That's so important to me is, and that's what I work with clients to help them connect so that they don't need to hire somebody or work with, uh, you know, we all have access. I really strongly feel that. And I've, Seen that with my clients that it's just a matter of like it's like a muscle we have that most mm-hmm. of us know that we have it so we never use it but if you just start to develop it a little bit it doesn't have to be again it doesn't have to be hard it's about ease and you know intuition comes with ease not from straining and you know we all have access to this and it's really beautiful to realize that you know you can open that up and we all can work with that work with it yeah so, okay. So let me just like digest this for a moment because, you know, we're, we're covering so much stuff and I knew we were going to cover so much stuff, but you know, there, all these steps that we're walking them through, you know, is just part of this process. And, um, I have this whole philosophy, the way that I share with my clients is that we all are given keys. Okay. I wish I had a little skeleton key because that, that everyone's given a key. And, but not everybody decides to walk down the hall and put the key in the door and then walk through it. So one of the ways that we have been taught or programmed, whatever you want to call it, is that we need to plan out everything, which is why manifestation feels like so impossible for people. Cause they're like, but I don't see how it's going to happen. That's like not possible. Well, it's because the program has taught us that, well, if we get good grades and go to like, we had the whole plan out. Like, so if we have the whole plan, then that seems the logical, practical, masculine way to like get what we want. But the way that manifestation works and the way that the universe is communicating through us is through energy. So when we decide to take that key and walk through a a door of the unknown and we open that door and then there's information there, 
the only way we're actually going to continue to see the path is if we keep taking those new keys and keep opening, you know, this labyrinth that we are walking through. So I always say, you know, we like people that are mediums or people that, you know, um, you know, have these like crazy cool gifts, you know, it's like they were given a key. So we're not all given the same key or that we can't eventually get down the rabbit hole enough to like open that same door. But everybody's, you know, journey is unique. You know, Kathleen grew up with, you know, in a family of healers, you know, in New Mexico, she was already exposed to things that, you know, Sarah wasn't exposed to, I wasn't exposed to, you know, some of us have had, you know, traumatic like life events, you know, some of us have had chronic illness for years, decades of their life. So, but they're all keys, you know, if we stopped thinking of them as symptoms you know, or problems. And instead we looked at that chronic health issue as a key that opens a door that it is your decision to open the door and to be like, well, what is this? So I kind of wanted to start the conversation around um, this concept of, of these keys, because it just seems like we're all, you know, have these gifts, right? Which I believe everybody has gifts that need to be explored, but they would have to be brave enough to open the door because you aren't shown the next, you know, left turn or right turn or where to go next without opening the first door, which is actually, I feel is probably the scariest part about the, about the feminine, right? Because the masculine is like, well, it's just logical for me to plan out the whole thing and make a pie chart and put together a PowerPoint presentation and just follow the path. But the feminine doesn't work that way. So I want to just go to you, um, Kathleen, around this concept of, of the keys and the doors and, you know, you know, finding a way inside to, to make that feel exciting instead of scary. Um, what is your two cents with that? So I think first, as women, we need to understand how we feel. I think we're so disconnected to how we actually feel. So um, one thing that I like to do because we don't know how <laughs> we weren't trained how to like actually care about how we feel. We, other people always matter more than us is I just like check. I do a body scan and I just check when I'm laying down, relax your head, relax your ears, relax your eyes. And just I, I do like a full body scan and I get, I've gotten really comfortable with how my body actually feels. So when something feels off, I know, like yesterday, my heart was hurting all day long. I'm like, okay, who around me is hurting? Because like, what is happening? So I think part of like actually manifesting or wanting to feel something is understanding how we feel. And that takes a little bit of time, but it can be really easy. Just do a body scan every night. And then you'll get, you'll start to feel when something's off and that's an intuition. That's I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's how you guys um, like sharpen your, your skill on that, but following our intuition is really like key in aligning with the more that there is. Love it. Okay. So we're going to check in, we're going to do a body scan. So let's go. So Sarah, I know that, you know, you, um, you know, are an intuitive guide. So your whole thing is about trusting and following the intuition and being, you know, exposed to these other frequencies in order to, you know, continue on your path and trust your gut. So what are some ways that we can sharpen our intuition? 
Yeah. Oh, great. Um, I love uh, Kathleen's um, body scan technique. I do that every night before bed. And um, even just during the day, um, I have this kind of phrase I say to myself, similar, but like be a container that I just like see it how like we wake up and it's like we explode across space and time. Like we're thinking about yesterday, tomorrow, this afternoon, other people, other places. And I think so often we're really exhausted and overwhelmed because we're spread so thin with our energy. Like if you literally think about through space and time, like we're everywhere at once, especially, you know, women are always multitasking, planning ahead. And so really just drawing that back in and grounding. And I kind of think of like standing or sitting on a giant magnet and just like sucking all that, you know, any stressful energy back into mother earth to like burn up with her. But, um, and just coming back, I do it when I wake up first thing and right before bed and like whatever I think of it, just like be a container, draw my energy back in and clear it. And just really inhabiting your body more because most of the time, like I used to be completely out of my body. I was like never home, you know, I was always so ungrounded and really like the more that we ground, like the more that we can access and, you know, listening and receiving more intuitive hits and insights and because usually we're so, um, it's just so noisy that we can't even hear, you know, it's drowning out the intuition. Mm. I know we've all been there. You know, it's even interesting going back to our, you know, food talk here for a second, you know, emotional eating. Like I, I was catching myself like for the last couple of weeks, I was like, instead of like hunger, like waiting to give me the signal, I was like, oh, it's lunchtime. I have to eat now, you know, like, and like, you know, but I wasn't like hungry yet. So it's like, I'm doing things like unconsciously, like I'm not being mindful. Like I'm just, and then, you know, then even overeating, I know people emotional eat, they overeat or, you know, they just think they should be eating or they should be eating six meals a day or whatever the, you know, the going rate is these days. But, um, you know, you talked about grounding and cleaning out the noise, you know, it's just like, once I realized that I was like, always like, cause I work from home. I'm just like, Oh, I should eat now. Like, or I don't have, I have a break now. Oh, I'll just eat some grapes, you know, even though I didn't really like need any grapes. So it's like, you know, we're all doing things habitually and the more that we can just be aware, like, and I always have the, you know, the exercise, like, don't judge yourself. Like if you like, let's say for a whole week or two weeks, all you did is did the exact same thing. You didn't change anything. You didn't even go buy any crystals yet. You didn't do anything. All you did is started to recognize what do I do in the morning? How am I acting? How do I usually feel? Like, what do I eat? Like, but I'm not doing anything different. I'm just I'm like taking inventory of like what it's like. Then you start to go, wow, I never make my bed. That's not true. I make my bed every day. But I'm, for example, I don't make my bed. Like I'm always just going to coffee every time that like I feel hungry or I just like, cause I don't want to, I don't want to cook anything. Like you're just becoming mindful of your programming of your habitual, you know, actions. And then it's only then I, I think this exercise alone is great for sharpening the intuition. Cause you're just like, you're so mindful now, not in a judgment way. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I ate a tub of ice cream. It's not that this is just about how, how am I doing life? You know? And then, um, and then starting the process that we're doing today of like going inward and all this stuff, you know, healing and being of service and all this stuff. But I feel like that first like pre-step or pre-work 
is just don't do anything different. Just do exactly what you do, but now pay attention like, oh, okay. Cause I have, I, I do that same thing every morning. Oh, okay. I do that every morning. And then slowly, you know, incorporating like a new ritual. So let's talk. I'm like, I don't even know where this was going to go, but let's talk about rituals because rituals has been something that has really changed um, my day-to-day -day activities. And, you know, so let's start with Kathleen. What is your definition of a ritual? A ritual for me is realizing those moments we just talked about. Okay, so I do this, I do this. Wow, that doesn't make me feel good. I wonder why I do that. So first, like, breaking down how you feel and then substituting it with something that feels good. So in I teach people to think about their thoughts like they're listening to a – people at another table in a restaurant. So you're just observing it. And then after you do that for a while, you're going to be like, wow, that's kind of a shit thought. Like, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'd be thinking that. So then you replace it with something that feels good. So you have to also, at the same time, you're figuring out what doesn't feel good to you. You have to figure out what does feel good to you. So before you can have a ritual, you need to set what you're aligned feeling is how do you align to your higher self? How do you align to the more? So it's not just like, I'm going to get this crystal. I'm going to get this. And then I'm going to get sage and Palo Santo. And that's my ritual. Um, it, rituals can't be like that. Rituals are inner work. Um, so a ritual for me is drinking lemon warm water every morning. So um, I wake up and I do my gratefuls. I am thankful that I woke up in my comfortable bed. I start my day with gratitude because it makes me feel good. Because before I even step out of my bed, I already feel amazing. Like I'm already like, I love my life. I'm so happy to be alive today. Like universe, what are we going to do today? Let's <laughs> do this. I'm so excited. So I start my day with gratitude and then I start my day with water. Um, I drink, I, I drink crystal water. So I'll set an intention into a crystal and I'll put it in a cup of water and I'll put it on my nightstand the night before. Um, and I'll just set an intention like for lucid dreaming. Like I want to remember my dream tomorrow. This is going to be fun. I can't wait to see. So then in the morning, you know, I will because I set the intention. So I drink either lemon crystal water. Um, and then I just start my day with gratitude. And I think that's like the biggest takeaway. See what doesn't work, see what does work, and then find your ritual. I love it. So basically, we're going to do a scan. We're going to do a scan of our daily activities, maybe for a whole week. It's like, okay, Monday through Sunday, this is what I normally do or whatever. And then we're just, we're just going to observe. We're not going to make any changes. We're just going to observe. And then we're going to recognize, and it could be a good journaling exercise for a month, you know, or excuse me, a week. And then like, well, it does seem that every time I drink coffee, like I do notice that my heart rate kind of goes up, you know, like maybe there's a better alternative or a better, you know, um, substitute that I can do for that. So you're just becoming like mindful of those things. But I love the, um, 
I love this, putting the crystal water next to the bed. You also mentioned lucid dreaming again. So, um, and I love the gratitude, which I'm going to save that for a little bit later because that's really like the key, key, key. Um, but, but Sarah, I know that you, um, you, you work with clients, you, you do some, you know, lucid dreaming. Um, you talk about lucid dreaming a lot. So can you just explain to us what is lucid dreaming and how can we use it for manifestation? Sure. Um, so lucid dreaming is just waking up in a dream state and becoming aware that you're dreaming. And um, this is, I teach on dream yoga, which is kind of lucid dreaming for transformation. And it's so powerful because it's this like direct access to the subconscious mind, which, you know, all these practices are how we're kind of accessing that. And with lucid dreaming, it's like a straight shot there. So it's so powerful for manifesting, for connecting with your intuition, for creativity. And um, once we get to that state, there's so much we can do to create and transform, play things out, to heal, to um, gain insight and start kind of creating. And like we talked about, like being that person you want to be and living that out in your dreams and kind of familiarizing yourself with that energy. So it's really good. Okay, so let me just make sure that I'm clear about, you know, what I've always thought lucid dreaming is that you're actually like, you know how to control your dream. Like instead of just letting the dream kind of like go off into these weird things, you can you actually have like, like conscious like effort to like, you know, know that this is a dream. Am I explaining this right? <laughs> so how can somebody, how can we help our listeners today to, to become lucid dreamers, to be able to um, participate instead of just having the dream happen like to us and we're kind of just like, oh my God, I had a frightening dream, but we actually are active participants. Like what are some tips for that? Yeah. Um, like Kathleen was saying, certainly like intentions are so powerful and it's one of those simple things, just like breathing or, you know, that we just pass because it's like, oh yeah, obviously. But really setting that intention, making that a habit, and like just really knowing that we have this power that, you know, like little kids do this naturally. Like this is part of our human experience and, you know, we all have access. And, um, and then also just dream journaling every single morning. I actually record because I'm a slow writer and I can just capture faster with my voice recorder on my phone. But just setting the habit every morning so your brain will start to remember. And um, even if you don't remember, just saying, oh, I don't remember my dream last night, but just record whatever you're thinking of or feeling, any random thing you woke up thinking about that is somehow probably connected. And so it's amazing. Your brain really snaps into place. Like once you start doing that for a few days or a week, that you'll start to remember a lot more. And what is the benefit of us remembering the dream? Are we going to now be able to interpret it? Because I know a lot of people are like looking up their dream journals, which I'm not a big fan of the dream journal thing. I feel like intuitively you should, you, you'll eventually it'll be revealed to you. But, you know, what's the benefit of like rem remembering our dreams? Yeah, that helps us to access lucidity faster. So becoming lucid in the dreams. Because once we start paying attention to this, it gets a lot easier you know, I think a lot of the time it's like, oh, you vaguely remember, but like when you really dive in, it can become like, it just really expands, like multi-sensory dreams. And yeah, with dream journaling, I feel like it should be more intuitive. Sometimes I wonder like, who wrote those, you know, <laughs> guides? They're like, oh, this is the rule that this means that, you know? Like, I think listen to yourself and like what's coming up for you and your, you know, personal history and connections. And like, really, it's all for you. It's your consciousness, so. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know there's hidden meanings in our dreams, but I, I a tr- a firm believer um, that we can help to, you know, that it sharpens our intuition. So instead of, you know, just saying, I never dream, you know, you can put the crystal water next to your bed, like Kathleen says, and and set the intention that I'm going to have these dreams. um, And then I'm going to remember my dreams either by recording them or dream journaling. And over time, you know, it's like, it's sharpening the intuition. So then you'll be able to be like, oh my gosh, I dreamt this thing. I think I know what it means in this, but it happens over time. Am I getting this right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Kathleen, is there anything you want to mention about this process? Yeah. Something that I really, that helped in my awakening, well, ascension, whatever. These words are all (laughs) buzzworthy, but I love astral projection. So that's like dreaming awake. Um, I have gotten the deepest insights to my existence through doing this. Um, I use labradorite, which I'm not sure if you can see right here, but um, you can use crystals to access higher realms in your higher self. So using a piece of labradorite, you can um, set the intention, hold it in your left hand or your non-dominant hand, that's your receiving hand, and just say like, I allow, like, show me why I'm here. And sit down quietly, Um, don't get distracted because my husband has sometimes like distracted me. I'm like, no, go away, go away. <laughs> so don't be distracted and just hold it. And it might take a few times. Um, but I, I think that that's where I've gotten like the most profound experiences of my life. Um, it's a little hard because after you do it a few times, you're like, why am I on this planet? I want to go back up there. I want to just be the light looking down on the earth. And I think that's um, how I feel I am. Like I feel a lot of the times like the, the light in the sky is a reflection of the light that we're giving and we're just sharing it back and forth. So I love doing that. I think astral projection is kind of a, a one of those words also. It's just connecting to the light that you came from. Um, so I really love doing that. But grounding is a, I, I'm not good at being grounded. I, I really love What's your sign? <laughs> I'm a Libra. Well, that's why. <laughs> Air. <laughs> so I love floating. So if you're going to be doing all of this work in accessing higher consciousness and your higher self and your purpose, um, petrified wood is a great way to ground the information that you receive to actualize it. Cause we could be, you know, floating off, getting all these ideas, but if we don't put mm. momentum behind it, guess what? <laughs> Nothing will happen. So um, using petrified wood to ground the um, inspiration you receive and the downloads you receive is a great way to manifest. So when I'm um, writing down what I received, I'll just put petrified wood under my feet while I write what just happened to me. Okay. So now we're going into some other realms here. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm loving this because, well, one, we already started to talk a little bit about astrology at the beginning of this uh, masterclass. when we talked about the age of Aquarius and the age of Pisces, we now know that you're a Libra and that you're looking for grounding. Um, and, and all of us have to, you know, need to be grounded from time to time. I don't feel like I, I have a lot of earth in my chart. Like 
I like I need to like get out of the earth. I need to like go swim around in space for a while or something. But um, for those, um, for, so one of the techniques that I've been able to use um, is um, obviously earthing, which is, you know, and they're like doing all these documentaries now about like walking barefoot on grass and soil and sand and all this stuff and actually picking up the energy of the earth. And then also like moon bathing and sun gazing. Um, so I'm just going to clarify because what you were saying is like you're helping to con reconnect to the light, you know, the source that actually brought us here. So uh, one of the things, you know, for all those people laying on the beach, you know, I live in San Diego, but wherever you are in the world, if you've ever laid out by the beach, you know, and you are, you know, closing your eyes, preferably without sunglasses. I don't do sun gazing by staring into the sun. I just let it penetrate my eyelids. Um, but what happens is a collective unconscious access that's happening when you're sun gazing. And so if you've ever left the beach feeling rejuvenated, which I think most of us have, or we even come up with like creative ideas over the next several days, you might not even put the pencil pieces together. But what really happened is when you are connecting to that divine light um, through the moon, through the sun, um, through the earth, right? The soil, the sand, all that stuff, or even hugging a tree. Like one of the things you mentioned about your crystals is that they're like ancient, right? Same thing with a tree. Can you imagine how much knowledge that that tree that's been growing for thousands of years, like just even hugging it, like you're actually like connecting to that like ancient wisdom. So like this concept of tree hugging isn't just for like hippy dippy shit. Like there's actually like, like energy and frequency that you're gaining. So the same thing holds true with the moon and the same thing that holds true um, with uh, solar, solar energy, like sun gazing. So the collective unconscious, if you ever are in a place where you're like, I don't know my purpose, or I've been meditating angel, but it's just not coming to me. My recommendation is obviously one with the crystals, right? Holding crystals, asking. So if there's ancient wisdom in there, sun gazing, moon gazing, all that stuff. And you're going to start to get these downloads and you're not going to know where they came from. So my philosophy around like all of these like geniuses, you know, like the Nikola Teslas and the Greg Bradens and the Bruce Liptons and the, you know, the, all these guys, um, women too, who have all these amazing, um, you know, teachings. They are given that information from the divine. They didn't think it up. I know every ego on the planet would love to say, no, I thought it up. You didn't. You got the download from the divine. So all of this like doing and doing like we're talking about with all the checking off the to-do list and like, I'm so smart, I've read all these books and now I'm doing this. The more that your access to that light, right? That, that ancient wisdom, that collective unconscious is the more downloads that you're gonna get. So, you know, one of the things I always get people say is like, Angel, how are you coming up with all this stuff? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, can, I am connected to the source, right? And so all of these techniques, you know, from what we put consume, right? The frequency of the food that we put in our body, the thinking that we're doing, the dreams, the, 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 the crystals, the meditation, all those things is doing one thing. It's just connecting us to the divine to the universe. So I feel like we're in the perfect part of, you know, the last 30 minutes of this masterclass of really being able to tap into the universe, you know, and properly pay, uh, properly place our order, you know, place your order with the universe. But that means that you have to be one with the universe. You know, you cannot think that you're separate. 
you have to believe, you have to know that you're a part of it. And this has been proven with quantum physics. Like I'm not just saying some woo woo shit. Like this is, you know, with atoms and the protons and neutrons, all those things, it's all within our whole body. So it's no different than if we were a plant. A plant is still gonna find a way to, you know, to thrive in its environment, but it has to take, you know, it might have to leach onto another plant to get the water for photosynthesis or, you know what I mean? It might have to do some things to, in order to survive because it's just another atom. It's just another vibration being expressed in the universe. So let's go down this, this pathway. Let's go ahead and start with you, um, Sarah. Um, I know this is kind of like a big topic and we could probably just make a whole show about the universe. Um, but as it pertains to manifestation, you know, we've talked about intuition. Um, we've talked about all of these different things, exercises that people can do. Um, what, what is your take on, you know, connecting to spirit guides, connecting to the divine like let's just start there i don't even know what question i want to ask i just want to hear what you have to say about that for right now absolutely um i think you know there's so many different ways to connect and like you were saying earlier how we all have different keys and it's really seeing what your key is that you're drawn to because so often there's this like comparison of you know even like different psychics do things in different ways and what your friend is doing might not be what works for you and so really like um, feeling into what you're called to like for some people that's you know tarot or astrology or um, acupuncture crystals there's all these different ways and um, like for me dream work is really powerful for connecting to my guides um, I was doing all those meditations you know like you said sitting there trying to be quiet and be like come on come on and it was not working and um, for me, like dreaming is what opened that up for me. And um, like you were just saying too, I just want to add like Einstein's theory of relativity was a dream. Uh, Watson and Crick and the structure of DNA was a dream. Like so many of these huge, yeah, things in history. Um, so for me, that was really powerful. But um, also what you were saying, just grounding or for me, um, getting into water. I'm a triple water sign. I'm like mm. all Scorpio, like it's ridiculous. So you know, getting into the shower even, or a bath, or jumping in a pool, the ocean, and just I think whatever your kind of elements or what feels really charging and powerful to you, you know, there's, it's really, again, that listening and feeling what helps you feel most connected because it's going to be different and look different for everyone. Okay. I, now that we know everybody's zodiac signs, <laughs> I'm going to get into this. Okay. So it's interesting, and I, this is no coincidence. I mean, I've been doing astrology for 30 plus years, and I do it specifically for higher calling. So basically, so Sarah is a triple water sign. You said mostly Scorpio, right? Yeah. And, um, and then we've got Kathleen, who is Libra. So, okay, it is no coincidence that Sarah uses dream work you know, for her clients. Okay. So think about Scorpio. I'll just give a little astrology lesson here. So Scorpio is ruled by Pluto. Pluto is the planet, that little small planet, the mysterious, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to swim to the bottom of the ocean. I'm going to find all of the information that I need. So what is dream work? That's exactly what Scorpio does. That's exactly what Pluto does. Okay. So Kathleen, Kathleen is a Libra. So she knows in order for her to have, you know, manifested this business, right? Do you know how hard it is for Libra to like commit to something? You know, she's just got so many ideas because it's air, right? She's just up there thinking and she's a cardinal sign. So she's a pioneer and she's all this stuff. But she, then she's like, well, how am I going to make money at this? That's like not my area of expertise. So what does she choose? She chooses 
crystals, which is an earth element to balance out all of the air. So this is like, this is the power of, you know, the ancient art and science of astrology. You know, what the main thing that I do in my business, I do do tarot and astrology for higher calling. And every time I look at a chart, you know, people are like, how do you know all that stuff? And I'm like, it's just right there, bird's eye view of where all those planets were. So, you know, one of the things Sarah was saying is that it's different for everyone. You know, the meditation thing, that's not her thing. Like she uses dream work to get to that, that deep sea diving place because she's Scorpio. You know, she uses crystals and she sets intentions with crystals for that grounding energy that she might be lacking from all that Libra in her chart. So, I mean, I'm bringing this up because it's, it's like, I didn't know it was going to go this way, but you know, the, the connection to the divine is going to be different. Um, one, from what you're interested in. You know, some people are like, I'm not interested in astrology. I don't really care about that. I'm not, I don't mind in the tarot. It's not my thing, you know, but they may like, dude, I'm really into the dream thing. So to me, that's telling me intuitively, that's where, that's where your next step is. That's that next class that you take, you know, that's that next, um, coach that you hire, you know, and it's like, that's why this, uh, this concept, you know, of, you know, community over competition you know, which is exactly what the age of Aquarius is. It's all about coming together, but it's really just about finding people where that interests you. Like if crystals, you're, you're listening to Kathleen and being like, crystals is like, I don't know, but that sounds freaking cool. You'll know. Some people will be like, I'll get a couple crystals and they look pretty and I'll hold them from time to time, but it might not be like the thing that, you know, gets your rocks off, no pun intended, you know? <laughs> God, I'm cheesy. Um, you know, but it's really going to be what guides you. And I found just from personal experience that um, like learning from other people. So YouTube has been a huge um, place of uh, resource of information and inspiration for me. You know, just typing in that little box, what are you interested in? You know, it could be anything. We've covered like so many different buzzwords here. Like I want to know more about sun gazing or what's this? Why is everyone obsessed with the moon? Like I think I'm obsessed with the moon too, but I don't really know about it. And starting with YouTube and just watching videos, you know, it wasn't until um, just quickly, like until I, um, I only bought my first tarot deck um, three years ago. I've been studying astrology since I was 14, but it was only three years ago that I did tarot. I never thought I was going to do tarot readings, you know, but I started a YouTube channel doing tarot readings specifically for around the higher calling to help me tell the story. But it was only because I have had already spent so many hours watching other tarot readers read tarot cards on YouTube. So it was like, you're obsessed with this shit. Like you, you're obsessed with it. Like, what are you waiting for? You know, like go do it. So I know it's just like a quick little anecdote, but, um, I, I just feel that, you know, once we, um, start to study, right, we start buying books and we start listening to podcasts and we start listening to, you know, these other spiritual leaders and what they're talking about there's, you're going to get these hits. And, um, this is where this concept of community over competition comes into place because there is enough to go around for everyone. Because there's the Libran energy, like if you're all about love and beauty and Venusian energy and like you want that beautiful crystal or whatever, you're going to gravitate to that. You know, if you're going to be like deep sea diver and I just want to know the deep sea of like everything of like why the world, the universe is the way it is, you, Sarah is going to be someone that would resonate more for you. But if you would only know that 
after going through these processes. If you stopped long enough to be like, oh, well, now that I'm like being exposed to some of these things, I'm feeling drawn to this. And that's the key, right? Those are the keys. I'm going to keep opening these doors and, and then we're going to, it's going to lead us to a destination. So I want to propose a question to my two guests today um, because I know a lot of us, um, we go down the rabbit hole and we end up getting like all these certifications and we start taking all these classes and we hire all these coaches and we, we learn all these stuff, all this information. And then we can still find ourselves in a block. We can still find ourselves in a pickle. It's like, oh, maybe I just need to take more classes and I need to do more of this and I need to do more of that. I want to start with you, Kathleen. What is your advice to the person that's like, I'm already doing these things, Angel. I'm already taking these classes. And sometimes I feel like I still don't know. I still haven't figured out, you know, I, I love this person, what she's teaching and I'm learning this information, but what do you have to say to that person who's already going down that path and still feels they're not sure? Okay. I love this. So I do something every day. My kids do it. We just ask our higher selves. So I get these two fingers and I fill my heart, get into heart coherence. And I ask the question, is this right for me? You have to be standing up. Um, is this right for me? And you'll go forward if it is. And if it isn't, you'll go backward. You can use a pendulum too. That is such, and my kids will do it. Like, are we going to go swimming today? <laughs> <laughs> They're like full on it. So um, that is an easy way. If something is in alignment, if you're going to see a healer and you're like, is this working? Just ask your higher self. You don't, um, you don't need a lot of, you don't need anything else, but your fingers, your heart, breathe into your heart. Should I go see this healer? you know, you'll know right away. So I love doing that. Um, and then another thing I, I just ask, I say universe, I'll, I usually do it in the morning. I like setting my intention for the universe to just like show itself to me mm. after gratitude. Um, like show me, give me somebody that's going to help me do this today. And a hundred percent of the time, the person that I need will show up when I need them to show up. So this is your life. You chose to be here. You set the rules for this life. So dictate what you want. I want my business to flow with grace and ease. I want things to flow for me. I don't want to work so hard. Um, so I'll just replace any negative thought I have with all things flow to me with grace and ease. I am aligned with the light of abundance. I am at one. So I replace negative thoughts with affirmations to myself. I'm reprogramming my brain to make my life flow easier. So that's what I think I would say, you know, get in touch with yourself. Really, that's the first thing. If you are in touch with yourself and you can ask your higher self questions and you get on the spot answers, your life is flow. Your life is flow from there. I love it. You just reminded me um, of a technique that I use. Um, okay. So triple earth sign. It's funny. It's kind of a triple earth sign, triple water, and then Libra. I don't know how much Libra you have in your, how much air, but, but for me, um, 
trusting the universe was very hard for me because I am just hardwired, grounded, practical, logical. Let me look at how I'm like even doing this, conducting this masterclass. All right, we gotta have a system, you know? And um, so one of the things that has helped me um, is, okay, how many of us have said, okay, universe, if I'm on the right path, show me a sign. Okay, so I remember doing this. This is my, you know, a couple years ago when I was really going down this path, pretty hardcore, and I would get a sign. And I'd be like, damn, that's a pretty good sign. Okay, but maybe that's just a coincidence. Like, come on. So I'd be like, okay, give me another sign. Give me another sign. Just like double sure, you know, and then I'd get another one, okay? And then I was getting bombarded by signs. I'm like, okay, okay, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. So I learned something very valuable that you can set what the sign is. You know how many, you know how like all these people like on Instagram, they're like talking about like, you know, seeing 222 and 1111 and like, I saw this animal and what does it mean? And I had this dream and what does it mean? And all this stuff. So what if you decided what you decided how the universe was going to show you that you're on the right path. For example, let's say that you're trying to manifest, I don't know, an ex-boyfriend to come back to you. Okay. Just, you know, you feel very sure that this person, whatever. So you're like, let me just set my intention, you know, do all the steps, which I'll recap later. Um, and you set the intention and then you're like, okay, universe, if it's coming to me soon, I want you to show me his or her name throughout the day. So I'm now telling the universe how I want it to show me if I'm on the right path. This isn't about going and looking for the signs and all that stuff. It's just like, just, you know, show me the person's name. And I, you know, again, because I need the proof because I'm triple earth. So I would do this. And I, I mean, to this day, it's always been the names, like more than the numbers, whatever. It's like when I see them in, sometimes they have obscure names. You're like, that's not even like a real like popular name, but why am I seeing that name right now? Like, and so that has give, it's like really um, alleviated any doubt, um, any worry or fear that that manifestation is not coming. It's like a little, it's a little chuckle with the universe. Like, okay, it's coming still. Like, it's coming. It's on the way. So um, what do you do, Sarah? I'm just curious. Um, what do you do to kind of um, negate fear or worry or doubt that your manifestation um, is coming? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, I think with manifesting, like, that's funny. I, my current, like, partner, we've been together for almost four years. And I actually saw him in a dream three weeks before we met. And uh, we met on Tinder, which is, I think, the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it can happen. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the dream work totally worked for me. But um, just to be in that trusting state, I think, like we were speaking about, you know, flow state, being in pleasure, and kind of just, you know, that feminine space of receiving. And like you said, like allowing ourselves to receive and not feeling like we have to, you know, pull back or, you know, that it has to happen a certain way or look a certain way, but really, and it's, I know it's so much easier said than done, but to really kind of allow and get into that flow with music or whatever feels good for you and makes you feel really on and connected and just kind of like being in that moment and getting in your body. So you're not uh, like Kathleen's not overthinking the thing that you're manifesting and trying to, you know, really grab for it, but just to feel really good right now. I love it. 
Well, I want to kind of come full circle here because uh, one of the um, one of the things that Kathleen mentioned early on um, is that her children are empathic, and I do find um, you guys can share your two cents here in a second, but. I do find that the more awakened you become, you just naturally become empathic, become very sensitive to your environment, um, to the energy of other people around you. Um, so um, I'll start with Kathleen here, but the question really is like, sometimes the fears and the doubts and the worries, they might not be yours. They might be the vibration of your space. It might be the friend that just called you and just, you know, dumped all their shit on you or whatever. Um, so I wanted to start with you, Kathleen, because I think everybody, you know, who's going through this awakening process is already experiencing like fears and doubts are just showing up. So when you're awakening, you're coming empathic, you know, what is your, um, what's, the, what's the question here? The, what is your strategy, you know, or not strategy um yeah i got you how do, how do I we protect our empathic nature as we ascend into these higher realms mm -hmm. so we don't have the fear and the worry yeah so i think i'm doing knowing yourself first learning yourself how you feel when there's nothing around when you're in your space and you learn yourself and you can feel into your body and you're grounded if you're like me, you need tools to ground you. Um, so you to your body. So step one, like I know how I feel. It's good in my heart. I know where my center is. So what I do for my children, because even I can see I do to them. Like if I'm stressed, like one of my daughters is super empathic and she sees entities, she will be super stressed. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So you're react, you're reflecting what I'm projecting onto you. So you are being fussy because I am stressed. It has nothing to do with you. Okay, so block that out. Okay, so here are a few things you can do. Selenite. I talked about this earlier, but everybody needs selenite because you can just clear your aura. It's one of the highest vibrational crystals. So you just hold it about an inch above your skin and you just clear it off. Think about your aura as like a sticky like bubble. So you're just like getting everybody's stickies all over you, good and bad. So selenite will help just clear your aura, clear your space. This is a really great one. When I pick up my kids, I burn Palo Santo on my car. Um, I don't do sage because it's a little too, too much. But um, so Palo Santo is a really great way. Set your intention. I want my vibration to be mine. Um, you can also call your energy back in every night or whenever you feel like you need it. Like all of my energy, I call back to myself. Anything that is of a lower vibration that is not mine, I send back with love and light. Or I transmute it back into the earth. So you can be in control of your vibration and your emotions and your energy at all times. One thing I love to do, and I'm, I'm teaching my kids this, it's so fun. Um, when we're out in a public space, we picture our aura expanding and then like a bunch of people talk to us and it's like a really fun thing and we get like interactions and then we practice bringing our aura in in some other instances and then like we kind of flow through the grocery store and we are really quick and nobody talks to us and the line is empty so 
just like practice with your energy and see how um, your intention can be so impactful just by setting boundaries to what you will accept in your energy field. Beautiful. Palo Santo, selenite. Sage is a great one. Yep, sage. You're just sage your space. And then your intention is everything. And for my kids, like if you, if you have little ones and you want to make it more fun and we're fussy, um, we just pretend that we're filling each other with light. So we say happy hearts be a light. And if one of them's being fussy, I'm like, filled you up with light again. <laughs> like, it's okay. You're recharged with light. So you're good to go. So they do that to each other and they're starting to do it with their friends at school, which is so funny. <laughs> Um, we just like fill them back up with light because I want them to understand that they're in control. All of this energy can be around them, but we are in control of what we accept and allow. Mm, I love that. Okay. So I'm going to propose the same, um, question to you, Sarah. So, um, for you, I know that, you know, you've talked about, um, you know, having spirit guides. So I, I kind of want to just ask you like your definition of spirit guides. Um, if you are empathic, which I'm assuming anybody who's going, you know, through this ascension process, they're becoming more and more sensitive. They might even find themselves crying a lot more, just being sensitive in general. Um, and I feel one of the great tools is having spirit guides. So let's talk about spirit guides. Like what is a spirit guide and how do you connect to them? Yes. I love it. This is one of my favorite topics. Um, yeah, spirit guides are just these like multi-dimensional beings that are working with us. And if you think of it, like we are all multi-dimensional beings, like stuffed into these little human suits for a hundred years. And so it's just realizing like how powerful you are and that, you know, we are far beyond just this lifetime. And so we have other beings that are working to help us and kind of, you know, we're working on our kind of karmic path or, you know, clearing our energy and learning and growing. And part of their growth is helping us. Um, they're multidimensional. Like they can be everywhere. You know, you're not just like, they're not like, oh, I have to go see Sarah again. <laughs> like they're always, you know, they're all, they're so like unconditionally loving and they have such a sense of humor. And I think that's really important is just to realize that like the higher the being, like the more they're mm. so funny. And it's just like, they just, you know, the way that we look at a three-year-old and like, oh, you, you know, if they're like stealing a cookie or having a temper tantrum, like likewise, like they're so much higher than our consciousness that like all of our human drama is just like, they have so much empathy and that's part of their work to guide us. So oftentimes we're, we're just like, you know, most people are unaware and you're just completely ignoring them. And they're always feeding us all these ideas. And, you know, like you were saying, we're always kind of channeling and it's all coming from all these different sources. Um, but that we can like ask them directly for help. And like we talked about with like intention setting for dream work or just for anything, asking for healing. Like I do that now almost like every day, whenever I think mm -hmm. of it, ask a person like healing energy and light through my field or helping asking for insight or guidance on something. And like we were saying, it can come in so many different ways, these messages or you get an idea or you see something or you read something or some random song comes on or just something sparks. But, um, and just being, you know, again, like open to looking for that and just knowing we can ask for it. I think we just don't realize like it can be that good that we are allowed to ask for things and receive them and that it's there for us. We just have to to ask for it. Right. 
So are you asking aloud? Are you asking in your mind? Are you calling them by a name? Do you know their names? How do you learn their names? Yeah, um, I ask out loud if I'm home um, or, you know, in private. And in, in my mind, I mean, it's like in a spirit world, like, you know, our thoughts are the way we communicate. Um, so either way is just as powerful, I think. And um, they do have names. I think the names are more for us. I kind of think about a certain level. They don't really have like, name mm -hmm. but it's for us to be able to identify and relate mm -hmm. and um like when I met my main guide in a dream like she told me that I could call her my north star which I loved because I'm really into sailing and I love astronomy and astrology and everything and um you know and I woke up and that this is a couple of years ago I was kind of like doubting you know like oh is that real and then I got some junk email that said finding your north star and I saw something in the newspaper north star like on a bus like north star like so it's amazing. And so, yeah, you can ask them and just ask to connect in a dream or in meditation and let it come to you. Or some people just name them. And I think that's kind of fun. My friend was like, Esmeralda seems like a good name for a spirit guide. And so she just talked and that's fun, you know, and you can just talk to them too. I do talk to them sometimes when I'm home and I'm like, all right, what do I need to do about this? Or you can call them like Teen Sarah, you know, Teen Catholic. Like we can just call them anything we want really. Um, but yeah, it's just so beautiful. And once you ask for it and start opening and wanting that, like they are ready. They're so there for you. It's just a matter of like allowing. And even if you're doubting, just kind of like humoring yourself. Like, what if this were true? Like, let me, you just be open to that and see what happens. So, Wow. That, there was a lot of golden nuggets in there. And I want to just like mention this because, you know, it, we're so accustomed to like, like, okay, I'll give you an example. Like last night I was like, okay, yesterday was like a bust because the Empress Hustle didn't happen or whatever. And I was all like butthurt. And um, so then I went to the movies with my girlfriend and, you know, I didn't want, I'm very mindful not to like complain about like, not that I don't talk about how I feel, but I don't want to, um, I don't want to bring, I don't want to make the problem bigger by putting a lot of emotion and, you know, like bitch fest, you know, when people, girlfriends call each other up and they just bitch, 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 whatever. Like, I feel like it makes it so big. And I feel like what you're saying with, you know, identifying and connecting with your spirit guides, it's like, you know, that you have your best friends, like your spirit guides to contact any time to help you through these problems. And I know, you know, conventionally just to call, go have drinks with a girlfriend or, you know, call her on the phone and just like dump. But what if we didn't do that? What if we, you know, connected to our spirit guides instead of doing that and see, just see what different result you'll get. Like, cause you know, it's kind of like, um, the checking the things off the to-do list, like the ego gets fed, like, oh, I'm accomplished. But it's the same thing when we call and we bitch fest to our friends, guess what gets fed? Not your soul. Ego you know, because your friend is probably going to be like, yeah, well, screw that guy or, you know, whatever, that's lame or whatever you know, the conversation is. But, you know, we've got access to the divine and these guides, but we would have to ask, see, and as far as I'm, what I've learned about spirit guides, they don't come unless you ask, like they don't give you the signs or they don't show you the humor or whatever, you know, their personality is um, without your asking. So, you know, and I forget, um, what was it, Rhonda Burns or 
Abraham Hicks or whatever. It's like, just um, ask and you will receive. I, I don't know, I'm botching this up. Like there's a book, but it's this, it's like, all you have to do is ask. And people have just been studying for, you know, 10, 10 20, 50 years, like trying to figure out how to ask when all you have to do is just literally be like, I'm in a funk right now. Like, it's like personal, personal chat. I'm in a funk right now. I don't feel good. Like, what, what can I do? Like, or what, how can, what is you, what would you show me something, you know? And then a song comes on and then there's lyrics and then you can start to put the story together. And then you didn't even have to like bring down somebody else's vibration because you had to go get it off your chest because we're all affecting everybody all the time. So I don't know. I, you guys get what my point is here. I just feel like spirit guides, we are not calling on them enough. You know, we're not, call, we're not using their, their expertise, their light, their energy to help us feel better. So, okay. We're about to wrap up. I wanted to do one quick thing before we go. Um, and I, I love to do it. It's called spiritual jeopardy. <laughs> And I'm for maybe for the next like two or three minutes, I'm just going to like spew out some questions and we're just going to like give as much information as we can. And then we're going to end. Okay. So I'm just going to start with, um, with Kathleen. What is a book or two that you would recommend that everybody who's listening to this, um, to this festival should read? Okay. One we were just talking about, it's ask, and it is given by ask and it is given thank you for knowing the name that book changed my life yeah i love that book um and then i think the alchemist oh yes you know um for your initial journey and in finding what is actually waiting for you to find within i think those are two really great books to start you off perfect i'm going to give you the same question sarah yeah, uh, the first book that came to mind was um, Carolyn Miss. It's called like Sacred Contracts, I think. And it's just all about kind of our, what we come to earth for and how we're all kind of, you know, growing. You can't mess up your soul contract. It's all about, you know, like how we have different things we come here to face and challenges. Um, it's really beautiful to kind of see that framework that we all fit into. Okay, one more. Give me one more. Ah, uh, one more. Um, Hmm, let me think. Oh, all right. The other one coming up is um, Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. She's a famous yoga meditation teacher. And it's a lot of, about not resisting so much and being so hardened against, you know, things have to be a certain way. But it's a really beautiful book just about being more in flow state and just embracing what the lessons are or how you're growing. And, yeah. I love it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go back to you. Kathleen, um, if you had one piece of advice um, to give to our audience today that would make the greatest impact for their tomorrow, what would it be? Trust yourself. Um, find out what makes you feel good and align with her. Beautiful. All right, Sarah, what is your definition of the divine feminine? Ooh, the divine feminine. I just heard this like randomly the other day about that the divine masculine is the dance floor and the divine feminine is the dancer. And I loved that. Um, I love that. Right? Oh, I don't even know where I heard that. Just <laughs> I'll have to find out. But um, just, yeah, the divine feminine is just expression. The masculine is the container. The feminine is just like the freedom of, you know, release and receiving 
at uh, Gang Shells is talking about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, um, Kathleen, is there a dream that you can remember um, that you could share with us quickly? That you know, something you'll never forget. Yes. Um, so I was seeing eyes, and I think um, there's there are a lot of other people seeing eyes in their dreams and in meditation. Um, it's called like the the rainbow bridge. Bridge. Yep. Um, so I have been seeing these eyes my whole life. And then through a shamanic journey, I met the faces behind the eyes. Um, and it kind of opened this world of, wow, I, I, my feelings are valid. This earth is kind of irrelevant. We are infinite beings. So, um, if you get a dream that you can't, that you keep getting, or that resonates with you, it is like infinite bliss guidance so follow it follow it and find the healer that can show you and open it for you or go within or do whatever you have to do to to break that open and get the light from it beautiful thank you all right i'm going to give you um the same question sarah and then i'm going to do a closing and then we're going to be done great Oh, one recurring dream throughout my childhood, um, which is kind of funny. When I was like five years old, I was really into David Bowie. And <laughs> I would have dreamed, my dad's like really into music, but I would have dreams that like David Bowie, which I understand now was like kind of one of my guides. I mean, he was alive then, but just that's how they were appearing to me. And David Bowie would come visit me <laughs> at night and tell me kind of about star seeds and that I was from outer space and that just started to explain to me, like show me portals and that I had this gift and that it was going to be difficult. But like, it's so mm. funny to me that that was the expression of that kind of like guide me into being, you know, just opening to that and understanding. And um, so, yeah, that was really special for me. Oh my gosh. This has been so magical. I mean, I feel like this masterclass was like just what the doctor ordered for me. Um, I know that whoever's listening to this and it's going to live on. And I hope that it's, you know, you guys have been taking notes. You know, it's going to live forever on the Holistic Fashionista fan page and in the Empress Festival Facebook group. So if you want to refer back to it anytime, I encourage you to join uh, the Facebook group. I want to give a warm thank you to Kathleen and Sarah. They are going to be leaving their information below this video so that you can connect with them on Instagram. Instagram, check out their website. Um, I also want to mention they are both part of the Holistic Fashionista Soul Family. Um, we do put together a coffee table magazine. It's beautiful. They write for the magazine. This is uh, your guide to fifth dimensional living. So if you are going through your own spiritual ascension, as we all are, um, I encourage you to check out um, their articles on our blog and inside the magazine. So in closing, I just want to, you know, wrap this up with a bow that, you know, we are all infinite beings. Um, I don't even believe that we die. I, I believe we're just in different realms and it's really up to us to raise our vibration, to be able to connect with our guides, to our deceased loved ones, um, to our crystals, to our fellow plants and animals. They're all there to support us. Um, we just have to start seeing that, you know, words and um, things are all have vibration as well. I mean, you could have a relationship with this cup and, you know, still be able to, you know, open up to different portals. You just have to set intentions as we've talked about today. And then finally, um, I have been taking notes. So I wanted to just quickly go through the overall 
overall arching of today's signature system on how to um, be a master manifester um, through the power of crystals and through the connection of the mind, body, spirit. So number one was you're going to go get quiet and go inward. Number two is you're going to focus on healing and uh, having a higher purpose that's outside of just your own personal healing so that you can be of service. Number three um, is discovering, you know, who do you want to be and using uh, selenite and quartz crystal to help figure out what it is that you need. Number four was to add more joy to your day by exploring things in a, a playful way. This could be nature, this could be dance, um, this could be music, walking in nature and what have you. Number five was stop thinking about what you want and instead figure out who is the person you want to be that already has that thing that will help to raise your vibration and create more inspired action or momentum. Number six was the vibration of nourishment. You know, um, what you put into your body is fueling and helping you to unblock certain chakras, um, dis dismantle any guilt that you have around or shame around food. Um, those vibrations are the toxicity of your thoughts is more toxic than the actual food. Um, number seven, was um, sharpen your intuition by focusing on you how you feel. Um, this also um, is creating a container um, so that you can suck out to suck out bad energy. Um, really use that information. Um, number eight was show me why I'm here. Ask, ask the divine. Um, this could be astral projection using petrified wood, um, knowing that we um, can connect to the, to the light anytime we want. The moon comes out every single evening. The sun is shining in most places of the world. Um, so use those, the nature, hug trees, things like that. Number nine, um, was um, asking and setting intentions, but being aware of what you're interested in. You know, if you're interested in astrology, start watching some YouTube videos on astrology. Um, if you're connecting to crystals, reach out to Kathleen. If you're interested in dream work, reach out to Sarah. Find your mentors. Find the people that are going to help you open those doors with those keys. And uh, number nine, or excuse me, number 10 was to overcome fears and worry. Um, do affirmations. Um, speak to your uh, Spirit guides. Number 11, which is the final one that I have, is you're all becoming empathic beings. The more awakened you become, the more sensitive you become, and making sure to protect that energy. Um, using Palo Santo, Sage, um, recognizing, which was so potent that uh, Catherine said, or excuse me, Kathleen, is to know what your energy feels like when you're by yourself. And then when that changes, notice the, the, the change of environment that might be affecting that. Um, also, to reach out to your spirit guides, ask them for fun ways to, um, you know, help you in this divine path. Again, I want to thank you guys so much. I know we're a little bit over, but this was just such an amazing masterclass. Thank you guys. I'm going to unmute you both. Um, so you could say goodbye, um, to our awesome audience. Who's going to be reading, watching this video and catching the replay. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for being a part of the Empress Festival. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. Until our next Empress Festival, which is happening August 26th, I want to wish you guys all well, love and light, and until then, stay sacred. <laughs>